Okay, so hi everyone. My name is Arslan. Uh, I'll be the host today for our panel. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm from Toronto. Before starting my MBA, uh, I studied chemical engineering uh, from University of Waterloo uh, for my undergrad. I was working as a production manager at Fiat Chrysler uh, in the Brampton plant before coming to doing my MBA. Uh, as I said, I'll be the host for today. Um, I have a wife and two kids as well. However, uh, I come to London by myself. They still live back in Toronto. And I'm happy to share any of my experiences with you as well. Uh, before we get started with the other panelists' introductions, just some ground rules. Um, feel free to drop uh, your questions in the chat below. Alicia and uh, Beatrice will be monitoring that and they will be answering your questions. At the end, we do have a Q&A as well, so we'll go over any outstanding questions at that point as well. So I'll get the other panelists to introduce themselves. So uh, Asma, you want to start? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Asma Hanib. Um, I was born and raised in Pakistan. I came to Canada almost 10 years back, and I moved here with my parents and siblings. Um, I have a daughter, four years old, super energetic and naughty. Uh, but I moved to London by myself. She is back home and with my parents. Um, I did my undergrad in psychology. And uh, before Ivy, I was working with TD Bank for the last six years. Um, recently as a manager with, the, with their auto finance. Um, it was a big change from psychology to MBA, but honestly, the greatest decision so far. Awesome. Thanks, Asmar. Uh, over to you, Jorge. Yeah, sure. So, hi, everyone. My name is Jorge Subia. I am from Ecuador, and I came here to London along with my wife and my two daughters, six and four years old. Um, I did my undergrad at Carleton University here in Canada as well. I did my Bachelor of Commerce with a concentration in international business. And uh, back in Ecuador, I worked at both KFC and Flexiplast. So in the fast food restaurant industries and in the petrochemical industry, I was a supply chain manager. And yeah, now I'm doing the MBA with the rest of my friends in here. Thank you. Over to you, Addy. Yeah, hi everyone. My name is Ade Doisola. It's a long name, but you can call me Ade. Um, I've been in Canada for about five years. Um, I have two kids, four and one. Um, I had my undergrad um, in BSc Economics, and um, prior to my MBA, I was working in CIBC for about four years as a senior financial analyst with the finance unit. I'm happy to be here and share whatever I can to help you make your decision. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay, so we'll get started with the question part of the, the panel. Uh, the way it's going to work is uh, we've broken it down into two parts. Uh, so part one is kind of like the non-academic pre-Ivy stuff. Uh, that'll be helpful for all the attendees here. Uh, I'll ask the questions uh, and then I'll over I'll turn it over to the panelists one by one and they'll answer those questions. Uh, so as I mentioned, part one is kind of the non-academic pre-Ivy stuff. Uh, and the part, first question on that is uh, what is a good area to live in with a family uh, in London? So Jorge, you want to start us off for there? Yeah, of course. Uh, I live in Silversmith, uh, which is in the sector of Capulet Lane. Um, 
it's pretty close to the university. It's a very family friendly neighborhood. Um, all of our neighbors usually are in their forties to early fifties. They have families, and there are also some young couples as well. Um, it is right in front of Costco, pretty much in Wonderland. Um, yeah, it is a really nice neighborhood, and personally, I get a, a lot of help from City Match in finding this place. Thanks, Jorge. Uh, Addy, uh, you got anything to add on to that? Sure. Um, I live in I um, Funshaw Park Road, very close to Hyde Park. Um, it's very, very family-oriented, middle-aged families, I'd say. A couple of schools. It's very close to Walmart, um, Bill Canadian Superstore. Like, you have a lot of big um, grocery stores around. You have a couple of parks and then couple of schools and to be honest it's very serene in this area once you just get in you know it's this is a family area so yeah i like it that of course with the help of city match i didn't have to lift a finger to get here when i was ready to come to london i just packed my things and then i just opened the door city Match did everything for me awesome thank you um yeah and uh i'm a little different in that case because i am here i have a roommate i'm in the downtown area so i live at renaissance uh, and uh, yeah, I have, I can elaborate on that further if anybody has questions about that, but yeah, I'm in the downtown area. Uh, on to the next question. Uh, how was relocating to London with kids and kind of a follow-up to that? Uh, with, I know we talked about city match, uh, what support was available to you? Um, sure. Jorge, you want to start us off? Yes, of course. Thanks, Arslan. Okay. So first things first, it is very important, the timing. So I'm gonna talk from my personal experience. The first the first thing that I did while being in Ecuador since I came from abroad, um, I had a short list about everything that I needed and prioritized. So for example, I needed that, I knew that as soon as I got here, I needed internet, I needed a car, I needed the basic furniture for my place. It is important to note that I already closed the deal for my house while being in Ecuador. So that is key before you arrive to London to already have something in contract. Uh, also, um, I came before my family. So I arrived two weeks before my wife and my kids. So that, that made the transition way more smooth rather than coming here with them and being the hassle of getting all the things that I just mentioned. So I personally recommend that for the person that is gonna do the MBA to come before the family and have everything settled up so that when they arrive, there's not gonna be any issues while moving in. Um, also, um, I'd say that being in touch with CityMatch, uh, personally, I got a lot of help from them. Uh, they gave me some tips. Um, if I did find a property that was interesting i would ask to them and they would make the contact with the realtor so i highly suggest that you stay in close contact with city match and yes um i think that that helped me in moving here with with my family thanks jorge um addy you want to continue there yeah i could add something um so basically basically for me um my decision to do the MBA was very, like I had very little time. I just had a baby in November prior to that, to March. And then 
I was still in the process of making decisions. I can I can tell you that I was part of the last set of people that got the admission later, right? So as of January, I still didn't know if I was coming. And then towards the end of, I mean, middle of January, I got the call, I got my letter and I'm like, okay, I have to get to London. I had, I had just very little time to do my move. So of course, City Match was there to help me. Um, they came around, looked for the house, the kind of house I wanted and all of that. Even with my movement, they were able, able to assist. So I'd say they're a very good resource to lean on. And just like I said, you should, if you're coming down, you should have made your decisions about logistics, what your internet going to be like, what's your, I mean, there'll be student cards to move around. You're not going to be driving. But if you're going to be driving, you want to know if you're going to be taking the G test, the G1, you know, your licensing and all of that for mobility. So those are the things that um, I kind of considered. And of course, I had the help of my family. I have my husband that, you know, helped with the whole movement down to London. So for me, it was pretty much a smooth sail with the help of my my my, my partner and um, City Match, I can say. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, lots of good insights there. Um... Uh, question three, uh, how was finding schooling, daycare, babysitting for kids for those of you that do have kids at that age? Uh, Jorge, uh, you can start us off. Yes. Okay, so somebody that helped me a lot in getting that first contact with the school boards in here was Rahid from Yahala Immigration. So if you're coming from abroad, uh, that's going to help you a lot. I believe that if you're local here in Canada, it's going to be um easier but for for the ones that are coming from abroad as i did uh talk to rahid he's gonna put you in contact with the right persons in here so for my first daughter for emma um i did it through the thames valley district school board um she was already on on the age where she would be able to go into public school um it is important to know that i have my canadian citizenship so for me let's say it was easier to enroll my daughters in a Canadian school, uh, even though they are not Canadian since they were born outside Canada. If you're coming as an international student, you will get the legal permits to en enroll your kids. So you should be okay. However, talk to Rahid, he's gonna help you. So yeah, for my first daughter, six years old, she was enrolled in an elementary school through the Thames Valley District, the school board. For my second daughter, that was a little bit more difficult. Uh, and I'm gonna, be completely honest on this part. Um, you have to be, you have to turn four years old by December 31st if you want to start in elementary school. If not, you would have to enroll your child in a daycare. These daycares are private, so they will you will need to pay a monthly tuition fee as opposed to elementary school. Uh, that you do through one um, HSN that come. Um, I don't know, Arslan, probably I can send some information after the podcast to those that are interested in. And yeah, that's going to be a little bit more challenging because you're going to have to apply through this portal to different acres. And the issue with starting the MBA in March is that usually by that time of the year, most of the spots in private acres are already full. So you're going to have to be waitlisted. Uh, I got lucky. Uh, I was able to find a spot after a couple of weeks, but it was just like one week prior to starting the MBA. So I suggest you that in advance if you're considering coming here um, so you can be early on on the wait list. Uh, and yeah, so I'd say that for my second kid. And what else can I 
Yeah, for a babysitter, uh, there's this website, canadiannanny.ca. Uh, I suggest that you do that also as soon as possible to try to to find if you're coming with your with your kids and your wife or your husband to try to get a nanny as soon as possible because you, that's going to give you more flexibility to to go to social events, et cetera, and have somebody that you feel comfortable with uh, to take care of your kids while, while you are out. So for, for more questions, I can uh, later send it to our ambassadors. Awesome. That was uh, a lot of uh, insights there. Thanks, Jorge. Uh, Addy? Yeah, I think I has said a lot, right, to be honest. Um, but one, one part of it that really worked for me was um, enlisting the help of my mom. Um, she's back in Nigeria. So at the time when I had my baby, I was like, you know what, just hold on. I would handle it for now until I'm about to get to school. So once I started school, I found a way to get her down to Canada where she was able to use a couple of months with me, with my baby. So that really helped, right? So by the time she was leaving, my baby was like close to eight months. And at that time, prior to then, I was already thinking of, you know, putting her on the wait list, just like Ori said. Um, I think it's called um, One List London. If you type One List London, it's going to give you the website. And then you can go through um, the different types of daycares you have. You have the home daycare. You have the um, centers, right? And of course, for people that are not citizens or PR, you also, even PRs, you also have that option of, um, what do I call this, where subsidies right where you can actually have your fees subsidized largely right if you qualify so from the get-go just make sure you are on the wait list right and for the schools i have my son in school too so depending on the kind of school you would want your child to go to um, public school independent school religious schools and depending on the kind of area you want to live in you also want to make sure you kind of link those kind of schools your your preference to where you would want to live in because you want to make sure that everything is kind of centralized close to ivy close to your child's school close to the daycare you know you just have to be strategic about that so for me my son goes to a christian school which yeah is about i think 15 minutes away from the house but it's about five minutes from the school so logistics for me is pretty much kind of organized so those are things you want to think about so nanny you want to be on the wait list for daycare for public schools, I think it might be a little dicey, just the way um, I said, but largely for independent and religious schools, they get to have a lot of spots, right? So you just weigh your options and think of what's best for you. And mind you, I get to pay some money for independent school and religious schools. So that's another angle to it. Awesome. Uh, and I think I could add one thing. I think uh, recently in the Ontario, also the bill passed where you're for babysitting it's uh, or daycare, it's... Uh, subsidize a lot more now so it's it has gone cheaper uh so uh just uh, uh i'm not sure if it works the same for international students as well but i'm pretty sure it does uh but yeah so that's just an option for people considering if they have to put their kids into the daycare um all right uh next question uh social activities in london basically what to do family oriented uh, i'll get started on that one I think uh, the one thing is that in the summer, especially, there's a lot to do in the London area. Uh, there's two different beaches about half an hour away. Uh, there's a lot of parks within London, a lot of walking trails, a lot of hiking that you can do around the city as well. And then you have your classic uh, family things that you can do, like movies, uh, anything, basically the, the classic family activities that you want to do. The main thing with London, I think the best part about it is uh, you can pretty much 
walk around the whole city because there's so many walking trails and so many parks. Uh, Jorge, you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I'd say the same. Like during the summer, especially, uh, there are many parks here in London where you can take a walk with your family and there are going to be some festivals going on. So, yeah, I'd say that, especially in the summer, but uh, there will always be something to to find out. All right, awesome. Uh, we'll move to the second part of the questions. And this is more related to the academic part itself uh, and kind of how you guys managed uh, with the family during academics. So, so part two, the first question is how, how did you manage your coursework, uh, group projects, uh, and, and the family at the same time? So Asma, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for me, like I said in the beginning, because my daughter um, was staying in Toronto. So weekends for me were in Toronto and weekdays in London. Um, and I, and I think, um, how did I manage? And I so core one and core two is slightly difficult, and there's more work than your electives because electives you could uh, you could take based on the timings. How do you want to schedule them? There's a bit more flexibility. Core one you have to start eight twenty to one. Uh, it's back to back. Um, I think one of the things that worked for me is, and I think it's it's very common if I say that you have to stay organized. It's not easy, especially when you're away. Um, and when you have to balance two things together. So I remember I would wake up really early, like six or seven when she was sleeping um, on my weekends and try to study for all my cases or uh, whatever I needed to do if it was project. Or I would stay up after eight o'clock was her bedtime. So I would stay up after till like one or two to make sure like I was doing things on Friday and Saturday. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot about what works for you. Um, I, I had family support, so my mom was there, but even then I just did not want to leave it because I had to make sure I was taking her out and doing things with her. Um, so it's not easy, but if you have things listed down, you keep them organized, you know what you have to do, you know your deadlines, um, and then you kind of squeeze it here and there, um, you, you should be able to manage it that way. Awesome. Thanks, Asma. Uh, Jorge? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, pretty much, I, I feel that Asma pretty much covered the most important topics. What I would add is that, yeah, uh, especially in core, you're not going to have much flexibility since you're going to be pretty much in the classroom from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. and the rest of the afternoon preparing cases, assignments, readings. So what I did is I treated at least that first portion of the program as if I would be in office hours. So I would get to school and after class, I would stay at Ivy campus up until six or 7 p.m. And then I would get home. I would spend some time with my family, have dinner, take my kids to bed, and then continue working until I'm done with what I have to do for the next day. So treat it as office and yeah, most likely you're going to still have to work while you're at your home. So that worked for me to try to separate that family aspect from the academic aspect. And yeah, on the electives, your life quality is definitely going to improve. You're going to have way more flexibility and you're going to be able to schedule things according to, to your schedule rather than you to either the schedule. So yeah, I'd say that on my side. 
Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat with asthma as well, where I commute uh, on most weekends. Uh, you do miss a little bit of the social aspect, but uh, obviously family family is important. Uh, and in the weekends, I find that generally I would do the, especially in core one, uh, usually I would do some coursework after the kids went to sleep. So like after 8 p.m., uh, try to get like a two hour in on like a Friday night uh, and get some work done that way. Uh, that, that That's at least how I did it in core one. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, what was the most challenging part of managing Ivy in a family? Uh, again, Asma, you want to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a really good question, Arslan, and I'm glad you asked it. You kind of touched upon it when you were sharing your experience. Um, yeah, having a family and studying is definitely challenging. It's it's not easy, but you know, I just want to start off with the thing that be proud of yourself because yeah, there are times where you're just like, oh my god, like I I don't know what to do. So be proud. You're a parent. You're studying. You have bigger goals, and you're doing both, and you're doing best, and you're going to do best. So it's not easy and something you should you should you know tell yourself all the time you're amazing because you can do that um i think challenges again the same thing you're you want to be able you you know you're sure that you can manage both the things because for me it was um i wanted to make sure that if i'm at ivy i'm doing everything i'm attending i am you know trying to get my face shown um at different events and and whatever it was um, and then if I was at home, I wanted to make sure that I was doing things with her. Uh, it does take out a lot of energy from you because you're constantly working here. And then you're uh, on the weekends, you're constantly trying to make sure like I had my weekend packed. So be it with zoo or take her to different activities. Like, um, so it was it was tiring. I think that was uh, one of the challenging parts here. Um, the social part, IB is very active. Uh, people here are, you know, there's always activities and events that are going on. Um, so like our salon said, yeah, you do miss it. Um, what I would do is so I would try to attend all the events that would fall on Friday. Um, and I tried to like go in, go for a bit and do my commute like um, on the night because I wanted to maximize my weekend as well. Uh, so it is challenging. It is, it is not easy to be like okay no I I can you know like I'll do this there were times I would I would look at people and then I'm not saying that like you know I'm not saying that that's wrong or anything but I some of my friends would have weekends like, oh, I wish like I could just have the weekend to myself and I could stay back and uh, do nothing or just focus on the project I have um, but I think it's it's about uh, prioritizing that's where the challenge comes in what is it that's important there were moments where I had exams like DMA and all that, and I had skipped going back home because that was the priority. I needed help. I needed to sit with somebody and study. Um, it is challenging to, I think, prioritize. Um, but once you start into getting in, into the process of it, 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 it becomes easier, especially after a core run. Thanks, Asma. A lot of uh, good information there and good insights. Uh, Jorge? Yes, thanks, Arslan. Um, so I would suggest that the first thing that you gotta do is before coming to IV is talk to your partner and clearly set expectations. Uh, with my wife, both of us knew that we're gonna be extremely busy once we got here. Um, she runs her own business. It's in Ecuador, so she was 
She has been working remotely while we've been here in London. And so, yeah, she has a pretty tight schedule. And on my side, I knew that I was going to be very busy with the MBA, especially throughout core. Um, so having clear expectations about how our day-to-day routine was going to look like helped a lot because it didn't catch us by surprise. So set expectations. And yeah, the most challenging part was that I was not spending too much time with my family. Um, as Asma said, um, it is important to organize, get your things organized, but at the same time, um, try to find a little bit of time for everything, for your family, for the social scene. You're going to be here. You're going to be starting fresh. So you also want to meet people. You want to make friends because they are going to be part of your support system as well. Um, so yeah, that was challenging, not spending too much time with my family for the first few months. And yeah, set expectations. Awesome. Thanks for here. Uh, Addy? Yeah, I think Asma and um, Oya said it all, right? At least most of it. So for me, my case is peculiar. Like I said, at the time, one, I was nursing, I was studying for cases. I was sometimes doing 24 hours reports. And then you have to like organize, like they said, plan the meal for the week for your kids, for your family. It, it was tough. I would be honest about that, right? But for me, what worked was... I picked my battles at the time because I felt I had a long, not so long, about 12, 13 months for the MBA. So if at the beginning of the MBA, I'm not really um, visible in school, like in terms of the social activities, I won't do that badly. I just needed to prioritize at that point because I needed my sanity. There were times that, you know, crying was not even an option because crying couldn't help, right? So such times when I felt so much pressure from my body, from my baby, you know, I just breathe. There are times that, yeah, I would have cases and I, I'm feeling that way. At that point, what's priority to me is my sanity. I'd rather just drop the case. And sometimes I'm a believer, right? So I just pray to God. I'm like, help me today with contributions. And one way or the other, I just find things to say in class. You know, they say wing it, but don't wing it all the time because you don't want to get your fingers burnt. So for me, it's, you know, prioritizing your health, prioritizing your sanity. It's very important because once you have that sorted, you would be able to, you know, help yourself with the other activities. And, you know, subsequently during the electives, I've, I've been showing up, you know, being visible and people are like, Adi, you're here. People are surprised. I'm like, yes, I'm part of you, you know. So just prioritize, know what works for you and really how badly do you want it you know yeah yeah thanks guys i'll just echo you I, i'll i agree with jorge about the expectations and uh that's i think that's very key uh and i know my my partner's been very supportive of me while i pursued the mba and yes i think uh the, the general theme is that court is the busiest time so just if you're not familiar with how our timeline works it's basically march to like mid-august where you'll be the busiest but after that it gets much better and uh there's a lot more time on hand for you depending on how you take elective periods so i would say just it's the beginning three three to four months that's the busiest part um so thanks guys great uh, great answers there and uh last question for part two i uh, and i know we've kind of touched on it but how do you manage the social aspect of ivy and are there kid specific activities that clubs and ivy offers 
Uh, Jorge, you want to start up, uh, us off on the first part for this? Yeah. So, yeah, I would suggest that um, you should get a nanny as soon as possible. Um, there are many events that are family-friendly and also even probably not family-friendly, but um, I don't know, a party that usually it's uh, partner-friendly. Uh, that That's very common here at Ivy and, and in the cohort. So if you want to go, let's say, to a party with your spouse, um, it is important to have a nanny. Uh, so try to get a nanny as soon as possible. That worked out pretty well for us. And also, I, I talked uh, with my wife uh, very transparently about uh, certain events. So, for example, um, if she would like to go with me to, uh, I don't know, a specific event, she was always more than welcome. But there were some times where probably she just didn't feel like coming. However, um, both of us, like, understood that it was important for me to, to go out because, as I mentioned before, it is crucial to make friends, to, to create bonds, to create your support system. So yeah, there are going to be times where you're going to have to talk that with your spouse and, and reach an agreement because that part is key or the MBA. And in the end, it's part of your network, which is one of the things that adds most value to, to your MBA. So yeah, get a nanny and um, said, be very transparent with your spouse about how are you guys going to deal with the social scene here in Ivy. And yeah, family-friendly events, there are a lot um, in in Ivy, but in the city as well, as we mentioned earlier in the in the meeting. Uh, thanks. Uh, Addy, do you have anything to add for the second part? Yeah, well, Justin, later, I think I said most of it. Um, the clubs would normally sometimes do events that would be family-friendly, kids-friendly, I'm aware of the one that we had for the Nigerian Independence Day a couple of weeks back. Um, the Diwali, I think it was kids friendly. There's some barbecue that, you know, kids friendly. And of course, you'd see your classmates play with your kids, engage them. So I'm not sure kids are not really left behind, if you ask me. It's very welcoming. Um, and of course, Asma is planning something for today or tomorrow for the parents with kids to meet up at the park. So I can assure you that kids are very, very included in this whole thing and they are not left out. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I just I think I would just add, although I'm not here most weekends uh, in London, I could say that like there's been a lot of events that I would say um, are very kid friendly, like like uh, Addy said, like the Nigeria Independence Day and Diwali especially. Uh, and then, uh, like Jorge also said, yes, there's for those people that just have partners or do have kids and uh, your partner could basically go to any event with you. That's not exclusively any social event that you that we have. Like yesterday, we were at bowling. Uh, people brought their partners and it's totally their choice if they want to come or not come. But nobody ever will look at each other like, hey, why did you bring your wife or husband? Like it's that's not, it's I've, I've seen that uh, people's partners are really good friends with people in the cohort and other people's partners as well. Um, yes, uh, so that's part two. Uh, and now we'll bring, go down to like part three, like a general kind of advice. So the question is really, what advice would you give to parents concerning doing an MBA? Uh, and Asma, you wanna start us off? Yeah, yeah, um, I there, there are so many, but I think I, I keep it to, and just continuing on from the topic that we were talking about, about social and all of that, um, I think one of the advice that I 
you give myself now and kept giving myself during the you know during the beginning was there are certain things that you just can't do like there are certain events you can't attend there are certain um activities you can't do because obviously you have your other priorities and it's okay because you can't be anywhere so i think what i want everybody to or i want to say um and focus on is be kind to yourself uh adik i know touched on that it is super important it is okay that um you can do anything if there are all the events that you can attend social life is super important but you are very important too and your family but um sometimes it's just about yourself so make sure you're giving yourself a lot of time you're exercising it's very hard i i i always thought that oh my god i have so many cases and i just want to get through them and focus on getting them done during corvan um so it's okay i guess everybody is different but you know just a walk outside for 20 minutes 30 minutes something that you like like your hobby uh exercising or just just taking a moment alone um all those things uh do that do that because you know don't get enough sleep don't think that oh it's just one year and i'm going to push through it and i'll just be like you know in the zombie mode uh no because at some point you are going to crash and you don't want to do that cuz you know you are important your health is important so it's okay take it easy it will all fall through people here are extremely supportive like everybody touched on um i didn't have my daughter here with me but you know if i was in toronto and we had any zoom calls or anything like that or i couldn't do it because like i had to go there for her appointment or a doctor's appointment or school meetings or anything like that your team my team or everybody i had interacted was super accommodating they understand and move meetings if i couldn't attend it update me so yeah everybody is very supportive you're going to you know have fun enjoy whatever you can enjoy your kids at the same time if they're here in london with you like everybody said there's so many options and i used to google too cuz sometimes i have her here on the weekends with me um yeah it's going to be great it it's really going to be great it it'll all fall through that's what i'm going to say so trust in the process like we've heard so many times Thank you, Asma. Uh, Jorge? Yeah, so I would highlight the part of setting clear expectations with your partner before coming to Ivy. Uh, the first four to six months are going to be tough. However, everything is going to get way much better after that. And still, it's manageable. Here we are. And also make sure that um, about what you want to do post-MBA. The program flies by, so it's very important that you... and i have a i don't know like a feeling or something more specific about what do you want to do post mba because between family studying and recruiting you're going to have a lot of it on your plate so think about that and yeah enjoy it in the end is one year uh, you're going to make lots of friends uh studying is important but your fa- your family is of course um will always be your priority so don't forget about that and yeah it's going to be uh, an awesome year Thanks. Uh, and Addy, you want to bring us up on this? Sure. Um, so firstly, I'll say, how badly do you want it? Right. For me, I could, I could have done this about five years ago, but I wasn't ready. But I, as a last year, I was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm just going to go for this. It's not the best time for me, but 
how badly do you want it? If you really want it, nothing is impossible. You would always find a solution. Like there would always be a way around things. So as long as you have that possibility mindset, it's going to work. And guess what? It's one year. It's going to fly by really, really fast. So enjoy the process. Asma said, enjoy the process. And one thing again for me that, that has helped me is connecting with the prior year courts, right? Um, they'll give you directions, they'll give you some guide guidance as to how, you know, some professors have, what, what, what are their preferences, how would you do better in class. So connect to people, have a very good network, and really just enjoy the process and be your authentic self. When you get into the, the, the program, you wouldn't, everybody's smart, no doubt. So don't come with the impression of, oh, I'm super smart. Everybody in the class is going to be smart. Just be open-minded and be ready to learn from every single person that you see, right? Because I can tell you for sure that I started in March. The idea that started in March is not the idea that I'm speaking now. So it's going to be like, you're going to be different. It's just going to be like a turnaround for you. It's going to be like a new person, a new you career-wise in terms of your person, because to be honest, I'm an introvert, but I'm, I don't know if you would think I'm an introvert right now. You would be made to talk. You would talk. You would air your views in a very safe environment. So I'll say give it your best shot and hope for the best. Yeah, awesome, guys. That was great. Uh, and I think the only thing I, I, I would add on to that is uh, the MBA program, like anything you do in life is very up and down. Like you'll have a lot of great moments, but like, you know, there'll be moments where you don't feel great about certain, like maybe you just got like a bad contribution grade or you got something bad. Like uh, you, you weren't, maybe you applied for a job, you didn't get a, uh, an interview or whatever it may be. Um, it's up and down, just like anything. Uh, don't let like certain negative experiences impact or bring you down really just keep just keep moving forward like uh and you, at, at the end everything always does work out so um that would be my uh piece of advice for that uh so we are going to move on to the there's one q a question to answer but i will also share all of our profiles uh so feel free uh can you guys see that uh there okay so i will feel free to reach out to any of us on linkedin uh you guys can see that right uh and the one question is that uh how is the commute from toronto in terms of trains buses driving i think i can start us off on that one um for me uh, obviously i do commute regularly uh i drive i have a car it's about two hours uh to and from obviously depending on traffic and i do know buses they do run pretty regularly uh usually i think they leave from there's i think it's called spencer hall there's a bus that leaves from there which is near a campus and then the other ones generally leave from campus or you could also take the train as well uh i know that trains get expensive if you book last minute but if you book in advance they're cheaper and buses are generally pretty fairly priced. I think between the twenty to thirty dollar rate, one way. Uh, does anybody have anything to add to that? Um, no, I don't think I have anything to add. Like I commute, but um, I I haven't taken a bus or a train so far. I've heard good 
uh, good feedback about it, um, especially if you're depending also in the area, if you are in the downtown area uh, or your family or close to downtown Toronto, a lot of people prefer trains. Um, I am quite far uh, really up ahead from Mississauga. My family is in Pickering, so the Durham side. Uh, and I would always uh, commute, so by car. Um, I think I... I had really planned to take train and kind of like do it and read my cases on the way. But like I was saying, um, there were times I would wanted to attend a social event. So I'd leave at night. Also, um, I had I made sure I was leaving like at nine and coming here um, and leaving Toronto at nine just to avoid traffic. Traffic is the worst if you're leaving at a wrong time. Uh, the two hour, 20 minutes could turn easily into three hours and above. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always uh, taken the car. Um, there's a lot of options. People here do want to go back home for different reasons. Uh, if not family, they just want to stay in Toronto or something. Um, you could get people to commute with you so they could uh, share or pay a little bit of uh, uh, of their contribution. So it does help with the gas uh, contribution. So yeah, you could find that. You could find like your own cohort. You could find other people who want that, like if you trust that process. Um, yep, there are options you could do even if you're commuting. Awesome, thank you. Uh, that's everything that we have. Again, like, we, like I said, feel free to reach out to any of us uh and at any time this will be available on a podcast on the iv website later on so just uh feel free to check that out as well or contact the recruitment team uh and they can let you know where to find this uh recording thanks guys thanks uh everyone for joining